Hey, it's good to be here. Um, really glad that you would come. Um, I wanted the first words out of my mouth to be this. So, Jesus loves you. If you're hearing my voice right now, Jesus loves you. That's the most important thing I'm going to say today. I hope that you feel that. And uh, we're going to get into God's Word. Um, last week when I was leaving church, I was immediately thinking about our time together today. And I got into a fabulous conversation with my son. My son is 11 years old. His name is Levi. And uh, we were just talking. And uh, I see all the kids in the service today. Kids are amazing. Kids are amazing. I mean, like, they weren't really convinced when I said it. Kids are amazing. They're the future. They're the hope, right? And um, we need to disciple them as we would want to be discipled ourselves. So, that being said, Levi and I got into a great conversation. I said to him, Levi, if you could only preach one verse, what would it be? And he answered, not surprising, what did he say? John 3.16. I heard it about five times right there. John 3.16. Not surprising. Not surprising at all. It's like the greatest verse of all time, right? John 3.16. You're like, how could it be the greatest verse of all time? Is anybody thinking that? I'm just going to prove it to you right now, right here. It has the greatest being, God in it. It has the greatest action, love. It has the greatest sacrifice. God gave his only son, it has the greatest opportunity, whoever believes. We have an opportunity to believe in Jesus. It has the greatest gift, eternal life. And it has the greatest surprise. Everybody likes surprises, right? Here's the surprise. You're a sinner, but there's no condemnation. That's a surprise. I mean, amen, right? It's the greatest verse of all time. And it has the greatest choice in it. You get to choose whether you want to accept God's love and God's sacrifice of Jesus and believe in that or not. So it's the greatest choice you could ever make in your whole entire life. If you've already made that choice, you understand that. If you haven't made that choice, you're like, that could never be the greatest choice I'll ever make. But one day you might change your mind, I pray. So we're having this conversation. We've already preached John 3.16, so that wasn't really helpful. We preached that on Easter, and I'm like, I can't preach that again. <laughs> so I'm like thinking about it in my head. And he says to me, this is where the conversation got amazing, right? This is where it got surprising. He says to me, but, but, but dad, if I was going to preach a whole chapter of the Bible, it would be Psalm 23. And I was like, bam, wow. Everybody say, wow. Our kids are amazing. And part of the reason they're amazing is our Harvest Kids volunteers, right? I'm like, I was sitting there in my car in that moment. I was like, we have amazing volunteers in our children's ministry. I asked my child what verse he wants to preach. And he's like thinking about preaching. And he's thinking about declaring the Lord. And he's like, nah, that's not enough. Like, hey, if I wanted to declare the Lord in a whole chapter, I would use Psalm 23, I'm like blowing my mind, kid. And so I want to just celebrate that. So if you're an anchor, you know what you mean, anchor means, right? You serve once a month in children's ministry. I want you to stand up. Go ahead. Don't be shy. 
Stand up. If you, if you serve in children's ministry once a month, you're an anchor. Right. Awesome. Don't, don't, see, don't be seated. Don't be seated. Heather, come on, come on, come on. All right. So if, if you're an ally, because allies serve four times a year, right? With their small group. If you're an ally and you've served in children's ministry in the last year, I want you to stand up because you're making a huge impact on the kids. And my child in, in general, in, in particular, was like, this is what I want to declare for Jesus Christ. Stand up if you've served in children's ministry in the last year. Thank you very much for making an impact on our children. It makes a difference. You need to know that. When we get into spiritual conversations with our children, we see the fruit of not only our labor of, of discipling them, but of your labor as well. It's huge. So, I was like, that's perfect because Psalm 23, God's been working on that in my life, right? And, and the particular phrase he's been going after is, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Look around. I mean, he's, this is green. And he makes me stop, lay down in this place for this time. So for the next 15 minutes, would you just kind of like let everything else slide off and just lay down at Jesus' feet? That's what I'm asking you to do. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for how it challenges us, for how it encourages us. I pray, God, that you will use it today to increase faith in people, to open their eyes to your love so they might know that you, oh God, are the one true God and that there is no one like you. We praise you. Thanks for sending Jesus to die for us. And Jesus, we love you back. Thanks for showing us and leading us to the Father. Thanks for supplying the Holy Spirit that's here today and is working in our lives, speaking to us. May he speak loud in this moment. Take out all the other things that drowned out Jesus and let us hear our shepherd's voice in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. So both the verses, uh, the verse and the passage I'm going to preach are on your little notes here. Everybody got their notes? All right, it's going to be real quick. Here it is. Um, am I following Jesus? That's the question I want to answer today. Am I following Jesus? I think I ask myself that question pretty often, like, because that's what we're called to do. So when we talk about Psalm 23, my sheep, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, right? We'll get to that in a second. But because our theme this year is going to be follow me, I want to give you the theme verse for the year, and the theme verse is John 10, 27. And it's right on your paper. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Okay, we're going to say it together. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's like a repeat after me thing. I'm going to say the first phrase, then you're going to say it, okay? My sheep hear my voice. Go ahead. And I know them. And they follow me. We're going to get after that verse all year. We're going to go through John 7 to 21. We're going to get after, am I a follower of Jesus Christ this year? This is going to be really important. Now, I want to highlight three different words. The word hear. So just underline the word hear. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, so underline the word know, 
and they follow me. Underline the word follow. And I want to ask you a question. Are you following Jesus? Now, the question is, can you answer that with 100% confidence right now? If you're like, yep, great. If you're like, eh, I don't know, maybe. Okay, I'm glad you're here. If you're like, no, I'm not. Great, that's awesome. I want you to today be able to answer that question for sure. I want you this year, by the end of the year for sure, to be answered that question. Am I following Jesus? Yes, I know I'm following Jesus. This is why I'm following Jesus. So let me do this today. I'm going to ask you first to answer some questions to test whether or not you're following Jesus. Okay? So we're going to take a test today. Everybody like tests? No. Nobody likes tests. We're just going to do it. All right? Let's just jump in. There's no real grade. It's just a test. All right? And then second, I want to encourage the sheep to follow their shepherd. All right? So first things first, here's the three questions. Again, I want to give you the verse, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So here are the three questions. First one is this, do I listen closely to what Jesus is saying to me? Now you have yes or no, you get to check it, but just before you do that, wait, wait, wait. Just I want you to think about it. I spent some time in prayer with the Lord this morning answering each of these questions. Truth in church. I didn't check chest yes on every one of them. And I'm the pastor. Pastor, pastor. It's like, who? We're all in a spot where it's going to be yes or no in each of these things. But I want you to be honest about where you're at. Not where you want to be, but where you're at right now. That's going to help you Okay, real people countering amazing God and experiencing lasting change. That's our vision for this church. So let's be real right now. Do I listen closely to what Jesus is saying to me? Now, some of you might be confused. Like, I've never heard the voice of God. How is he talking to me? Let me answer that. Do I listen closely to what Jesus is saying to me through his word, through his spirit, and through his people? God speaks to you through his word. God speaks to you through his spirit. God speaks to you through his people. Other godly people will speak to you for Christ. Are we listening closely? Just check yes or no. We good? Is that clear? So far, so good. Okay, number two. Do I firmly believe that Jesus knows what's best for me? Do I firmly believe that Jesus knows what's best for me? He says, I know them. He knows you intimately, personally. He knows exactly what you need when you need it. Do I firmly believe that Jesus knows what's best for me? Yes or no? Believe he has plans for you, to prosper you, to bring you to where he wants you to go, not to hurt you, but to help you. Yes or no? Okay? Third question. Do I willingly follow where Jesus is leading me? Do I willingly follow where Jesus is leading me? <laughs> Speaking of kids, they're in the service. Um, you know, you ever been to the store where like the mom's trying to like get their kid to like the certain spot? We've all been in this position, right? And they're like kicking and screaming. Like they're going because that ear twist hurts, right? No. 
you probably aren't doing that. Under the arm grab, whatever you whatever you're doing to get your kid to actually comply. They're going, they're following you. No, no, no. It's more like you're leading them, right? Like you're pushing them along. Uh, I'm not talking kicking and screaming. I'm not talking like, yeah, but over my dead body, but yeah, I followed him. Like, no, I'm talking about willingly. Are you following Jesus willingly? Do I willingly follow where Jesus is leading me? Yes or no? All right, you got your answers down? If you got your answers down, say I have them. Okay, that was weak. So do I need to go back through the last three? I'm not trying to like control you or anything, but like if you didn't write yes or no, I need you to answer the questions. I'm going to give you a second. Question one. Do I listen closely to what Jesus is saying to me? Question two. Do I firmly believe that Jesus knows what is best for me? And question three. Do I willingly follow where Jesus is leading me? Does everybody have their answer? A few more. Got to write it down because I'm going to give you the answers to the test and you're going to be like, but I don't have any blanks and I don't have anything for that. If you didn't like check yes or no, I don't, I don't, have, a, I don't have an answer. Okay. If you answered no to all, that's great. Thank you for being honest. I appreciate that. Um, God knows that. And uh, here's what I would say to you. Here's the answer to that. If you check no on all of them, Here's what I would say. Today's a good day to be saved. Time to repent of the fact that you have a good shepherd that wants to lead you and you're not following, you're not listening, you don't think he knows what's best for you. So I would just say to you, accept Jesus Christ by faith today. If you're like, man, I want to do that, great. Find somebody that says, I want to pray for you and go ask them if you'll pr they'll pray for you and, and, and you know they'd love to discuss that with you. Tell them that you want to accept Jesus Christ. All right. If you answered a no, thank you for being honest. Repent and be saved. Okay. Second, if your answers are mixed, some yes, some no, like me, some yes, some no. All right. Here's, here's the thing. Repent. <laughs> it's like, wow, you just said that. Yeah. Repent. Repent and return. Okay. To Jesus Christ and, and ask him to restore that relationship with, with him. Restore your relationship with Jesus Christ today. Today's a good day to get on the same page with Jesus. To start listening close, right? To start knowing and believing that he has what's best for you. He knows. He's the God of the universe. And to start willingly following him. Today's a good day to do that. Good verse for this is, uh, um, or here, I'll give you a couple chapters. Revelation 2 and 3, it's Jesus speaking to the churches. So if you want to hear him, go listen to what he's saying to the churches. And in that, he says uh, in chapter three, I know your works. I know that you're neither hot nor cold. So if you're answering some yes, some no, I think you're kind of like not hot or cold. You're like lukewarm. Does that make sense? And so when I'm lukewarm, Jesus says, man, I, I, I just can't stand that lukewarm water. I want to spit it out of my mouth. <laughs> so, so if you're in that place, we want to be hot or cold. We don't want to be lukewarm. We want to be all in. And so here's what Jesus says in verse 19 of chapter 3 of Revelation. He says, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. And then he says in verse 20, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, did you get that? Here's my voice and opens the door. I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. There's going to be a fellowship restored. You're going to get that when we get to Psalm 23. 
So if it's mixed, repent, return to Jesus, restore that relationship with him. Okay, you're like, what if it's yes to all? Pick yes. Who's like, who wants to know? What if it's yes to all? If it's yes to all, woohoo! You're a sheep. Way to go. You're a sheep. I love that. Praise God for his sheep. Do you know what? Sheep need direction. <laughs> Let's not forget that. So praise God. But sheep need direction. So they want to spend the rest of the time, just a few minutes, encouraging you with Psalm 23. So flip the paper over. Look at Psalm 23. And I really just want to read it for you to encourage you. The sheep follow their shepherd. Jesus' flock is responsive to his teaching. They listen to his voice and they follow him. It's a personal relationship. It's a close relationship. It's intimate because he's our shepherd and we're his sheep. And we need him very badly to lead us. So here's what it says. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Remember, you have that opportunity to embrace Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior no matter what today. So you can claim that. The Lord is my shepherd. Whether through salvation, whether through returning to a great relationship with Christ, whether through just being like, man, I'm a sheep. I know it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. I want you to underline that right there. He's with you. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's consistently with you. Omnipresence. He's at your disposal for manifest presence to be fully engaged. But that depends on you. Are you listening to your shepherd? You are with me. And your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I just want to point out a couple things. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. There's a contentment to following Jesus that I've never had before. So a good question to ask is, how content am I? Nothing really, this world has nothing really for us. Jesus Christ is everything. I'm content with that. Then, it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we all go through trials. Can I get an amen? amen. I mean, that should have been a little bit more boisterous. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, if you really went back to your last trial and how much that hurt, you'd be like, amen! You know? It, I'm in the middle of trial, right? So it's like, amen! I think, I think if you really got into that season of like, man, it hurts, then you're like, man, this is a thing I need. It says, I will fear no evil. The word I would say there is courage. 
You can have courage because God is with you. He's going to carry you through that hard season wherever you're at. I will fear no evil. Courage. Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So I don't know if you noticed this. I don't know how many times you've read Psalm 23, but Psalm 23 is kind of interesting. You ever seen Babe the Pig, the, the movie Babe the Pig? Who's seen that? Come on, not millennials, but other people, I'm sure. All right. If, if you haven't seen Babe the Pig, how many of you guys have seen Shaun the Sheep? Okay, great. So I figured you'd seen one of those. So, so here's the deal. Sheep speak. Did you know that? You could, you could tell in this passage because it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Who are you talking to? David's a sheep. Who's he talking to? He's not talking to God. He's, he's, he's using it in a tense. He's like, he's, he restores my soul. He leads me to pass the rest. He's talking to other sheep. He's talking to other sheep. But do you see something happen there in the middle? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil and then something happens when he gets to this phrase, for you are with me. And when he realizes that all these things are true that he sang to all these other sheep, and he realize, realizes that you are with me, God, when he has that realization, something happens. Do you see what happens? He stops talking to other sheep. Who's he start talking to? The one who's with him. It's just astounding in the passage. So he starts to say, you, right? You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. When you start to get to the you, God, not the like, hey, isn't God so great? And we're talking to each other. But when we start to get to that ascription where we're like, God, you're amazing. We kind of got there in the last couple songs, didn't we? We like kind of forgot about each other and we started thinking about God more and more as we sang. We want that every week as we sing. And when we do that, something cool happens. We get our eyes off the things of this world and we get our eyes on the things of eternity. We start to look at Jesus Christ full in his wonderful face and we start to go, nothing, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing can hinder my God from saving me. Nothing. And it builds our confidence and our courage. Surely goodness will follow me in all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I want to just close with this. This, this part at the end where my cup overflows, it brings great gratefulness. It, it is a lot of like thankfulness out of me. And you get to the end and it's like, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I've been thinking about this a lot this summer. Our culture has kind of changed. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed as a pastor because it's my business to notice. People have started to think church is just an option. Not the thing, but a thing. And I just want to say, in the church in the park, I don't think church is an option. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a pastor. I'm saying that because I'm a person that's following Jesus Christ. I'm saying that because I'm a sheep and I'm hearing my Savior's voice. So something we've been talking about as staff and elders is it seems like, you know, we put events out or we, we say, hey, we're going to do church and everything. It's like people say, yeah, I'm interested. 
maybe, I don't know who I'm insulting because I'm not on Facebook, but we said church in the park and a lot of people say yes and some people say no, but a lot of people say what? Maybe you're interested, right? And why is that? Can we just be honest with each other? Why is it that we do that? One, because we don't know if our schedule will allow. Great, perfect. But there's another reason. There might be a better offer, Steve. What if this happens and I want to go do that, right? So I just want to challenge you with this last phrase, right? I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I just want to challenge you with this. What does dwell or abide or stay or remain mean? If you're a sheep, and I pray that you are, what does it mean to abide or to dwell in the house of the Lord forever? And so I want to challenge us. I want to lay down a challenge for a whole church. You guys ready for this? Every Sunday. Ooh, that's a big challenge. It's God's day. Unless I have something that I have to do, I'm going to be there. Every group gathering, every time you meet in your small group, it's a priority this year. Every time, every day when you sit down with Jesus Christ in that one-on-one time with your shepherd, every time, it's important. It's a priority. I can't miss a day without Jesus. I want to lay that challenge down for us. No condemnation. Just, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, right? But I want to lay that down, that challenge, because I, I feel like our church has an ch- opportunity to do something different than the world. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? We talked about that last week. I don't want to conform to the world. Hey, I belong to Harvest because I go once a month, or I go twice a month. I belong to Harvest because I'm there every time I could possibly get there. Right? I know there's good excuses like work. We're, we live in male country, right? There's nurses. They're on either every other or every third. And they're going to miss. And that's a good reason. I know there's times to go see your family for vacation or, or holidays. And, and all those things are important too. I know there's good excuses because of your responsibilities. Or because of emergencies. But there are also some lame excuses. Can we be honest? I got a better offer. Or I just feel like sleeping in today. And I just want to commit up front to you. I'm committed to every gathering. I'm committed to every group. I'm committed to every day with Jesus Christ. Because I hear his voice clearly now than ever before. And he's saying, I love you. I want to spend time with you. And I have something cool to do as you gather together in my flock. I think we have a phenomenal opportunity this year to do something very special for God. And I also believe that that comes at a cost. And that cost is hearing Jesus, knowing Jesus and him knowing us and following Jesus. Church, can we get on that plan this year? That's the plan that I want to set forth for us as a leader, as a pastor who loves you. I'm an under-shepherd for Jesus Christ. He's given me responsibility to care for you, and I'm trying to lead you, not push you, but lead you. So I'm just going to step out forward and say, it's important. I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. And I pray that you'll follow me in that. And that we'll see God do amazing things as we 
hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. That's what we're going to spend our time on this year. Right? All right? Let's do it. All right, I'm going to pray. You know what's better than one person praying? Everybody praying. So here's the deal. I'm going to ask you to gather around with somebody around you, twos or threes, not too many, right? Because I want everybody to be able to pray. Maybe as a family dad, if you want to just say, hey, we're going to stick together. But everybody get with somebody and I want you just to take some time to pray. Yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. God, I want to restore my relationship with you on a return. Maybe I want to repent and come to saving faith with you, God. Or maybe I'm like, hey, I'm a sheep, yay! I want to continue to hear your voice, so I'm in prayer with you, God, and I'm asking that other people in this place would know you and hear you as well. 